that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. Now we have a different format here. We actually went live in studio at 96.5 CKFM and we streamed this through Facebook on a number of different channels. So we are all over the place. We're in Sussex. We're in a couple stations in Ontario and then a couple stations in Alberta as well. So pretty cool to be nationally syndicated and be able to do things like this. So I brought Christina Ray in and she's been working with me for a number of years and she actually is asking me questions all around kids health. So you're going to hear us pretty well just live talking in the studio and you can actually watch the video. So if you head over to exploringmindandbody.com slash kidshealth, you can, you can watch Christina and I in studio. And we do fun things like this all the time. We're always trying to keep you engaged and interested in what we're doing. So more details are on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash trueformlife. So other than that, we got all kinds of suggestions and tips and questions coming from Christina and answers by me. So I hope they help you learn a bit more about kids' health. Sit back and enjoy. Got all that coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. And uh, we're live, nationally syndicated, exploring mind and body. We are on a handful of stations all across Canada, and we're rocking it live right here in studio. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for having me, actually. <laughs> the opposite pleasure. this time. <laughs> <laughs> is this okay right here? My I think setup? this is perfect. I think we're good. I haven't been on this side of the mic since, like, my first year of uh, being on air. Yeah, Jameson used to do that with you. Mm-hmm. It was like five years ago. Holy smokes. Time <laughs> flies when you're having fun. All right, so today we're talking about kids' health. Right. Yeah, that was something that I was really wanting to know more about, and I figured, who better to tell us than Drew Tadia? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before I get into before we get into the questions, just let me explain that this is a topic that I usually stay away from, <laughs> okay, <laughs> only because like like everyone has different circumstances, everyone has different situations, everyone has different families, everyone has different upbringing. I just think if we come in with um, I suppose a, a different mindset, maybe a little bit open in, in trying new things. And um, I, I suppose just having a, an open mindset and knowing that my information or advice isn't maybe directly for everyone, but just something to consider maybe. Like a guideline almost. Yeah, that'd be a good way to say it. Awesome. Sure. Well, I've got lots of questions. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm ready. I like questions. I'm I've ready for it. got a stepdaughter of my own. And one of the things that we deal with is a food intolerance. So it's not on the extreme of a, a food allergy, but it's like a gluten and a dairy intolerance. So I kind of want to know, what's the biggest difference when you're talking about intolerances and allergies? So in, an intolerance is something that's, I suppose, it's almost like an allergy, but just not as extreme. So intolerance isn't usually, um, doesn't have anything to do with like serious death or injury, let's say. That's, uh, but at times you do have allergies that can cause you know, like major issues or, mm-hmm. or, um, or even death. That's, uh, that's extreme cases of allergies. 
And then the other one, another example or comparison is allergies usually come on instantly. So if you can tell what by a child who has a peanut allergy, like it's instant. Their eyes start to swell up. Their nose starts to get congested, which is a whole lot different than an intolerance. So an intolerance is they might, you know, might come on slowly or they might have a, a small type of effect. Like maybe their nose just itches and they're not quite sure. It's not a full-blown allergy. Mm-hmm. And then the other, uh, another way that you can tell if it's a intolerance or an allergy is that it's, it does come on. It's come on slowly and it doesn't come on all the time. Like in intolerances, sometimes it bothers them. Sometimes not just hasn't turned into a full-blown allergy. And uh, allergies is, you know, it's immediate. You can tell right away. Cool. Good to know. Any tips on dealing with both? On de- I mean, it just like what we're, when we're getting get into the meat and potatoes of our show here is is that just paying attention to the quality of foods that we're feeding our children. Like I'm not like I'm not saying that it's always the foods that we're feeding them. I'm just saying that if we start to pay attention to better quality, for example, like peanut butter, I think peanut butter would do a whole lot better in many of our homes if we looked at read the ingredients. So peanut butter should have one ingredient. Peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, many times we have peanuts, you know, peanut types of products that have sugar. Well, sugar, yeah. <laughs> and it has uh, like different kind of like hydrogenated oil, for example, like eight different ingredients in one container and it should be peanuts. That's it. Yeah. So I think that if you're looking at like ha- peanuts is a, a, it's a top allergen. So if you look at peanuts, for example, I think if we looked at better quality, that would certainly help. I'm not going to say that's going to wipe out allergies or peanut yeah. allergies. I just think if we look at better quality through, it doesn't matter what it is, what other types of um, allergies we have, but if we paid attention to those better quality foods, I think we'd have less allergies as a whole. The next thing is activity. All the kids, they've got their iPads, they've got their technology, <laughs> they've got your TV, and they don't want to go outside. Do you have any tips as to how to get kids motivated and uh, get them going outside and active? Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I'm not such a big technology person. I think that technology really has taken over so many different avenues. Like communication is one of them. So instead of not, I knocked on some friends' doors the other day, just knocked on their door and said, Hey, how you doing? And of course they were like, I would have been They kind of opened up the door, looked to see who it was like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing here? <laughs> Cause we don't do that anymore. Yeah. When we were kids, we would run down the street and we'd knock on our friend's door and say, you want to come out and play yeah. or ask their parents, but we don't do that anymore. No. That, like, even the littlest kids, they grab their own phone or they grab their parents' phone and say, can I text so-and-so to see if they can play? Yeah. And usually if they want to play, it's like they you, you sit next to each other and you play video games Yeah, you together. set up a play date and then you go and, yeah, actually just sit. You're right. Yeah, so I think that's important to understand that technology has taken over a bit and by setting guidelines around that technology. So maybe it's you have an hour of... I don't know what you whatever they play now. You play have have an hour of you playing on the iPad or you're playing on the computer, and then you have you have to eat, match that up. You have an hour to go outside and play, and I, I think it's just important like for the parents like we are such big role models for our children, mm-hmm. and that has a lot to do with nutrition and, and food as well as activity. So if you want your child to go outside and play, go outside and play with them, or encourage mm-hmm. them to say, hey, I'm going to go out for a walk. I'm going to take the dogs for a walk. Do you want to come with me? Mm, that's a good idea. Another one is just going to the playground. You want to go to the playground. Someone was, I posted something like this on social media and someone said they play kick the can. (laughs) We used to have a tennis ball. We got all the kids from the neighborhood and we played, we kicked the tennis ball around. But I I heard that was still going around because, you know, I mentioned something about parks. Like a lot of times you drive by parks and they're empty. It could be a beautiful day. And I think we're all the kids, like Mm -hmm. the neighborhoods that we grew up in, the the parks were jam packed. 
And now I think it's so much easier to have an iPad, to have a, a laptop or a video game or whatever that may be, and just to sit inside. So I think it's important to lead by example, go out and get active yourself, and then encourage your children to join you. So those were some suggestions on how you can encourage your kids to get more active. I truly believe it begins with us and setting that example for our children and welcoming them to join us instead of sending them out the door and saying, you know, go play yourself. (laughs) Sometimes they need encouragement. Sometimes they need to be, we need to lead by example. So when we come back, we're going to take a short break here, but Christina is going to ask me about bedtime. When to send your kids to bed, maybe bedtime routines, and how to help them get a good night's sleep. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. I want to take a moment to tell you about Complete Truth Protein. Now, Complete Truth Protein is a whole food supplement. This means it's made with whole foods, being quinoa and hemp parts. Many times when we look at conventional supplements, our body has a difficult time absorbing, digesting, and utilizing all the nutrients, which is why I always prefer and suggest whole foods. So if you look at Complete Truth Protein, it's it's a plant-based product. It's gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and GMO-free. It's also a raw product. So we're looking at all kinds of ways to improve your health. That's going to be easy to utilize, digest, and absorb, and more than anything, burn off as energy. The very first thing customers tell us is they can't believe how much more energy they have from adding Complete Truth Protein to their smoothies. So head over to hempy.ca slash ctp. Now, if you want 15% off, all you have to do is enter an EMB in the discount code. Hempy.ca slash CTP. Okay, this is one that creates a strife in households, I'm sure. Bedtimes. What are healthy bedtimes <laughs> for kids? I know it changes based on the ages and stuff, but like, how much sleep should a kid get or how can you encourage them to make sure that they get enough? All right, so let's start with adults, for, as for example. Okay. I think everything starts with us. Yeah. Because again, we're the we're going to influence our children or the younger generation the most. So if we like, we adults should have seven to eight hours of sleep, mm-hmm. and that's you know numerous studies. Regardless of how many many people say, oh, I only need six hours of sleep, I only need four hours of sleep. We should have seven to eight hours of sleep for optimal health. So again, by leading exa- uh, leading by example, and showing our children that we're getting a restful night's sleep, I mean, it just changes our entire day to to feel. We all know what it's like to sleep for, you know, three hours in a night, being woken up, going back to sleep, and then mm-hmm. waking up and trying to get out, get on through the day. So think about the opposite of that when you have a good night's sleep. When you sleep well, you feel great, you get up and you're energized. It's yeah. completely different. Well, it's no, it's no different with children. Like children need to have those hours of sleep. Now, it's difficult to say how many hours are, because it changes through every age group. Mm-hmm. But like let's say, for example, I wouldn't call college students kids or children, but they need sleep too. And you know, we've been to college and you know, you don't sleep a whole lot. We have horrible, (laughs) (laughs) we have horrible sleep habits. And then that translates or moves on to adulthood. But it's the same thing if you go down the road. So if you have younger kids that have sporadic sleep habits, sleep a couple hours a night or six hours, six, seven hours, they don't get at a younger age, they need more sleep. So 10 to 12 hours of sleep. And it's very important for the young the young minds to develop properly to get enough sleep. So you're just setting habits. And as they get up, as they grow older, as they become an adult, then they have those. I just think there's so many benefits to having 
um, uh, uh, that, that upbringing of having proper habits, especially when it comes around sleep, because when they get older, they're going to have to learn how to do that anyways. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So now would you encourage them because lead by example as well, the parents going to bed at a normal time. And what about keeping the house nice and quiet? Is that something that parents should do to encourage like a longer uninterrupted sleep or... Is there any oh, if parents, say towards that? Yeah, well, I mean, parents parents have to be on board, right? Yeah. So if, <laughs> if you send the kids to bed and you're watching some loud action movie, <laughs> it's not going to work out so well. You're yeah. like, Mom, Dad, what's that noise? Go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, of course. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna play a role. But I mean, those those healthy habits. I think that again, we need to lead by example. So having those healthy habits in the evening. So instead of watching an action movie or act, or watching uh, like you know stimulants, like maybe it's a horror. Like in, we say, why don't you have a nice relaxing book? So if someone's reading like a horror book, I mean <laughs> yeah. that's not gonna help you sleep, right? Yeah. So we need to lead by example as adults and show our children that we have healthy habits as well. So instead of watching, falling asleep watching TV, we turn the TV an hour off an hour early. And now when I tell people that, I tell our, my audience that they're like, who does Whoa. that? <laughs> an hour early. You Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cutting into my relaxing time, right? But if you turn off that TV an hour early and you do something relaxing, but again, it's like I said, this is again leading by example. So if we pull out a puzzle, if we co- pull out a coloring book, if we put on relaxing music, maybe you dim the lights and turn on some Himalayan salt lamps, you're creating a whole different atmosphere for your child and yourself to get into a more restful uh, restful sleep state. Because I think, you know, when years and years ago, we fell, we used to fall asleep when the sun went down. Yeah. And we woke up when the sun came up. So if you could kind of replicate that a little bit, it'd be a whole lot easier for all of us to better adjust to going to a sleep at a certain time. And then going back to technology, it's the same thing. Like, you, you know, playing video games or playing right before bed. I mean, that's, that's going to be an issue. So now rituals, do they help at all? Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of what I was talking about. Like, kids thrive on, on rituals. When, let's say, Routine. let me take a step. What's that? Routine. Routine, yeah. Let's take a step back and we'll call it a habit. Then, then it's a habit. Then it's a routine. Then from a routine, it's a ritual. So all a ritual is is something that you don't think about. It's something that we do over and over again, and there's no – it's almost like uh, a knee-jerk reaction or an automatic re- reaction. This is what we do. So let's say, for example, when I look at, at I look at adults, for example, and I like to study. I believe that there's a path to success. So I like to study successful people, business owners, you know, parents, whatever that may be. There's people have been successful before me. So if you look at success, the most successful people in the world have morning routines, yeah. which you could call their ritual. So now I'm not saying that that you're not successful if you don't have a morning routine. All I'm saying is that if you look down the line, most highly successful people have some sort of morning routine. So, Or you could call it a ritual. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we should have. Like I have a very strict morning routine that I love. I wake up and I can't wait to do it every morning. That has a lot to do with health, getting my mind ready for the day, and getting my mind ready to take on whatever I set my sights on probably the night before mm-hmm. because I have an evening ritual as well. So, but it's the same difference for kids. If you start to give them a morning routine, so if they know they're getting up, and let's just get crazy here and say they're going to have a green smoothie. <laughs> if you know that if they if they're getting up, they know they're going to have a green smoothie. Then it's time for breakfast. Then it's time to uh, pack your bags or pack your lunch and get ready for school. That's their morning routine. They know what they're expecting. They know what they're getting into. So it's not like, oh, I don't want to do that today. It's like, well, we do it every day. So let's just do what we do every day. It's going to make it a whole lot easier. All right, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, Christina is going to ask me about mind health. 
Stay right there. Be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. Just a quick word from Puridime. Puridime is a plant-based digestive enzyme company who specializes in gut health. Now, if you have any gas, indigestion, bloating, heartburn, these are the guys you want to see. They're absolute experts, and they can help you out. So if you head over to puridime.com slash Drew Tadia, this is my landing page. Now, if you find something that you're looking for, you get 10% off simply by entering in my first name, D-R-E-W, into the coupon code. Once again, that's puridime.com slash Drew Tadia. Any tips to, for keeping kids' minds healthy and spiritual state okay? Yeah, I mean, when you, when you say spiritual state, like, I think it's important to recognize that everyone's in a, in a different position, whether it's spiritual, you know, religion-wise, how we pray, how we meditate. And I think that regardless of where you're at, so if we say, if we say like, getting into a proper routine in the evening, say you sit down and do some breathing exercises and you stretch in the evening, and that's a routine, that's a morning ritual, that's going to make their minds healthier. So that's going to give them a better chance to learn when they go to school the next day. Instead of blasting a TV all day long or all night long, then they struggle to get them to bed. And then they wake up after six hours of sleep trying to get ready and get their mind ready for school. So maybe breathing exercises is something to get into a routine, stretching. So you could call that yoga or you could just call it regular stretching and getting them to stretch in the evening. Like I said, dimming the dimming the lights and playing some soft stop soft music. I think that all stimulates the mind. It helps them get into a better routine, so they're better able to learn. And then they have like you hear those stories like of Tiger Woods, for example, of course, super successful in in the core of his career, and he grew up meditating as well. And I think that you know, of course, that helped him get to where he was at at one time. Mm-hmm. And I think that we would have such an advantage in life if we had maybe morning routines of like stretching in the morning and breathing, and then bookending that at the end of the day and doing the same types of things like waking up for example so instead of waking up like turning on the tv like turning on the news maybe you turn on some loud music you turn on all the lights like that's a really different way to get up mm-hmm. and, and you're setting your day up much differently than you would if you put on some relaxing music if you put on a, a little like again i love the salt lamps mm-hmm. if you put on a salt lamp to wake up the same way you do as when you go to sleep and then you slowly progress through your day instead of like we all know what it's like to Woo! wake up yeah <laughs> We all know what it's like to be like, oh my gosh, I'm late for late for work, late for school. So if we could get up like that every morning, we'd have a better opportunity to have success throughout the day. One of my nieces came over for the weekend, and our daughter is very a really great eater. My niece wasn't the best. <laughs> She's a little picky, and she admitted it. She said, you know, I'm, I'm picky. I don't eat a lot. How do we deal with that and get more healthy foods in, maybe sneakily if you have to? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is a tough question. There's there's many different ways to go about having or dealing with picky eaters. So first of all, like the, the very first thing I have to say is that again, it starts with us. So if we don't eat, like I have a I had a friend for example, and he had a a younger daughter, and he said. She never eats greens, won't eat anything green. And I've known him for 10, 15 years, and I've never seen him eat anything green. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, I said to him, have you ever, do you eat anything green in front of her? And, you know, we argue back and forth, but the the truth of the fact of the matter is he rarely eats anything green. So when she sees something green and she's never, she can't uh, relate that to anything, any loved one in her life, for example, or a a parent figure that they look up to, there's nothing to connect that with. So why would they eat that? There's no reason to. Too. So uh, that's the first one, lead by example. So if you want to you know, have children have a more variety and not be so picky and struggle with 
them later on in life with getting better foods in them. We have to lead by example and show them that we eat those foods too. That's the first thing that I would say. The next thing I would say is start them off very young. Like the younger that you can get them um, started off, the better they're going to be. I had this fantastic interview. It was through a holistic nutritionist. She was actually a raw foodist, and she was teaching her children. She, she fully wanted to give her child uh, the benefits of choice, to choose raw foods or to choose cooked foods as they got older, but she wanted to introduce them to uh, raw foods as well. So she would do little things like a, a ritual was a good one. So they would have um, relaxing herbal tea in the evening. She, when they were young, she would dip her finger in raw sauerkraut. And just rub their gums with it. So so this is already changing their taste buds. Yeah. So when they get a little bit older, they're like, what is that? I'm not going to eat that. So starting off at as young age as possible, that's going to make a big difference. Another one is having them being involved with food. So when you go to the grocery store, we say this is the list. Like this is the grocery list of what we're going to purchase. Can you go find these things? Uh-huh. Or, you know, why don't you help help me load the cart, help me load the bag, whatever it is. Like kids want to be involved. They want to they wanna help. So I think many times it's easy to say, you know, I'm, I'm rushed. I don't have time to, to get through the day or I don't have time to go to the grocery store. But that's such an important lesson to teach the, our children where that food comes from, um, how it's grown, what it tastes like, what it looks like. So it's not like when you put it on the plate, they're like, what is that? I've never seen that before. And that's a big one. So coming back to helping you prepare lunches and being prepared for the day, having them be involved in making it a fun night. Like Friday night, it's we're going to make our own pizza tonight. Mm -hmm. Like there's a a billion ways on how you can make healthy pizza yourself at home that takes 30 minutes. So having them involved and making it a fun night, I think, will make a big difference as well. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Christina's going to ask me about keeping the kids interested in the kitchen. Stay right there. Be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. I want to take a moment to tell you about Detoxify Yourself. Now, Detoxify Yourself is really a personal story that I put together in a book for my clients and family and those interested in how I teach to live a healthy lifestyle. I had no idea it would become a bestseller in a major city, Calgary, Alberta, where I grew up. I was on Global News, and I want to share more about it with you right now. So Detoxify Yourself talks about the main food substances that I choose to avoid, which is no gluten, dairy, soy, or GMOs. So this is a 30-day meal plan that avoids all those substances. It also talks about the toxins not only we put in our body, but we put on our body as well and the toxins we surround ourselves with like a toxic environment. So if you want more details about Detoxify Yourself, if you want a kickstart on how to avoid these toxic substances, I have all the recipes laid out for you. I have all the information. It's very simple and easy to follow. So head over to trueformlife.com for more details. So getting them involved in the cooking process too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, we have to be careful of what age they are, and then we have sharp objects. But there's things we can do, like you chop it up, and they pick it up and put it in the bowl. Yeah. I mean, you spread the pizza sauce on. I mean, it's going to be fun. There's going to be pizza sauce all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) So if you get them involved in the more ways you can around food, the more open they are going to be to trying different things, like avocados, for example. I've, I've, I've worked with tons of people that I've never seen or tasted an avocado before. But if you introduce that to children at a young age, then they're going to know what it is, going to know what it tastes like. Then they'll have a better understanding of if they like it or not. I think many times, even as adults, we try it one time. And then the same thing with children. We try it one time, and we're like, oh, I don't like that. Never try it again. But if you give it an honest chance, then you have uh, a better opportunity of 
getting through those, uh, being a picky eater or dealing with picky eaters that are children at a young age? One of my favorite things with, with our daughter is Alf will make something together. And the first bite, you can tell she's like, I'm not so sure. But then I'll say things like, isn't that delicious what you made? You did such a good job. And she'll be like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll just change her whole perception. It's funny to watch. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that's something that we don't think about. But it's so encouraging because right. you have a positive reinforcement. So instead of being like, ooh, it's green broccoli, you hear that all the time. Yeah. Or green foods like spinach, who eats that? But if you say, like the way you say it, like if you encourage them and give them positive reinforcement, they're so much more likely to be like, oh, wow, you're right. I do love this. Yeah, hey, yeah it is pretty good. Um, how do we keep our homes more healthy for our kids? And environment is one of those three staples or pillars that I always talk about. It's so important when it comes to children because, I mean, that's their safe place. That's their haven. Like That's where they learn how to you know, prepare breakfast. That's how they learn how to eat dinner. They're mim- constantly mimicking you as a, as a parent. They're going to watch what you clean your cupboards with. They're going to watch, they're going to watch what sense that you have. Like instead of like, there's many different options. Like we can burn a, a nice candle, for example, with some essential oils, mm-hmm. you know, instead of putting a bunch of synthetic sprays around the house, which is toxic to our, to our bodies, to our environment and children as well. Like TVs in the bedroom, for example, we don't think about that, but that's difficult as well because if the TV's always on, we tend to have more sleep issues. We certainly sleep um, shorter amount of time. And I would say that's more of a distraction or a stimulant uh, regarding our environment and, and, and we need more calming things, more natural things in the house, like things that can move the energy like plants, like plants are living, breathing. So I would say get rid of all the plastic plants and start to put real living plants around the house. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I've recently put a fish right, right next to my desk and it doesn't seem like much, but I feed, when I feed the fish, it's one of those little fighters, fish, fighter fish. Yeah. And I feed the fish and I just watch him and he swims around and he eats, he eats his food and it's almost calming and it is medicinal in some way as well. Recognizing how peaceful something like a little fish could be mm-hmm. can change your day. And I think it's so important for children to have that opportunity to, you know, know what it's like to water a plant and, and teach them how to keep them, them living because they're living, breathing organisms. Same thing with the fish and like lights is a big one. We always have bright lights all over the house. So dimming lights certainly help the environment. I'm a big believer in non-toxic um, cosmetics and I like the bathroom, for example, like the bathroom by far has the most toxins. <laughs> many, t- many times we think it's like the kitchen. But it's the bathroom, so it's our cleaning supplies. It's the things that we put on our body, the things that like the soaps. And unfortunately, a lot of those conventional types of products have chemicals in them that our body doesn't exactly enjoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want, probably wanted to say this at the beginning, but I think parents do such an incredible job. Like Parents are like superheroes. Like They have their sure. job and they have like their, their recreation and they have, uh, then they have to take care of a little human being. Like it's, <laughs> it's crazy. And like they have such a big influence on children. So I think that, you know, parents do, many times we do the best that we can, whether it's a parent or you don't have kids or we do the best that we can every day throughout life. And, you know, parents have such a difficult job because of all these different influences around to continue to keep your kids healthy, to keep them nutritionized properly, to keep them active. Like it never ends. So I think that, you know, parents do a great job all around. It's just making those small adjustments and then helping them 
uh, with, I don't know, tips and tricks and tools to help them. Uh, you know, it's just it's a difficult society that we live in. Like, how how are you going to say, no, I'm not going to give you a cell phone or you can't have an iPod when all of their friends do? And I think that negotiation is a is a big word. Like, instead of saying, you know, in the you know, you know, it's kind of crazy. Kids are like born negotiators. Yeah, they <laughs> like they're, they're like so tiny and they're like, well, if you give me that, can I have that? <laughs> and but I think it's important to understand that like we fuel that if we let them negotiate with us. Understand that they're not the boss <laughs> and they don't get to negotiate with us. So we, we need to let them know like no this is like this is the way we do things. And like desserts another one like I'm not a big fan of external rewards for example. So I'm not like a negotiator like well you eat half of that broccoli and I'll give you dessert. Like mm-hmm. because then you put the emphasis on dessert. Yeah. Now dessert is the it's the prize. It's the goal instead of understanding or helping them understand that that broccoli is going to help them give them more energy. Mm-hmm. It's going to nutritionize their body. It's going to help them grow up big and strong. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the opposite. Like we should get away from rewarding something as dessert and negotiating. And we should negotiate with healthier options. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like we when we were little, we would, we would go outside and, and we'd say they'd, parents would say, you have to come in at so and so time. Like, no, I want to stay out later. And now it's like almost a punishment. Like, get outside. Eat, yeah. your, <laughs> eat your greens. We have to do this. We all want to be in control. We want to all have a say. So instead of saying, the kid says, well, I want to have ice cream for dessert. Well, we have raw chocolate that we made at home. That's, you know, that's clean and healthy. It's all clean ingredients. We have a raw chocolate that we made at home. Or we have a homemade ice cream, let's say. That made made from fruit. I have this fantastic little machine that you put oh, in yeah. frozen fruit. The Yonanas. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And it's just frozen fruit. Yeah. It, it's unreal. So you have so instead of the the child choosing what they get, you say, well, you have the choice between raw chocolate or you have ice, cr- ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, frozen fruit. Yeah. So it's a choice, but no choice. But you still give them the option to say, I want that one or that one. If they say, I don't want either, I want that one. Say, well, that's their choice. They don't get yeah. to choose which one they get. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thanks for sticking around till the end. As always, thanks for being a part of our True Form Life community. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. More details are at trueformlife.com. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.